Greetings ladies and mental gents and welcome to today's Reddit quickie video. Taken from the HFY subreddit, the story is called Phoenix, written by Chengalao. The link to the original will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy. There was a phoenix in the center of a mural. Dmitry Petrov had been staring at it for an hour. The canvas was older than he was. It had been placed on the wall of the United Nations Security Council as a sign of peace and cooperation between mankind just at the start of the Cold War. Around the central phoenix there were symbols of chaos and suffering at the bottom, contrasting the prosperity and joy at the top. It was an obvious analogue that humanity should rise up from the troubled past to the noble, heavenly ideals of above and beyond that Dmitri had considered it a hideously optimistic painting when he first saw it. Now the Russian general secretary couldn't help but be captivated by the phoenix in the middle. Was the phoenix supposed to represent the gatekeepers, a judge, to decide whether humanity deserved to ascend to the heaven? He was broken from his trance when the doors opened to reveal an elderly, bespeckled man in a pristine black suit and a pink dotted tie. I apologize for being late, the man said as he walked briskly till his old legs would propel him to his seat. With a hefty wheeze, he placed himself in the chair at the round table that was labeled United States of America. No need to apologize, Mr. O'Donnell, said Chairman Zhang. The Chinese man spoke with his signature plastic smile. We are simply happy that you could make it alive and well. Mr. O'Donnell, if I may, Dimitri said, will your president be able to make it to this meeting? The American man shook his head. I regret to inform you that the president's condition is worsening, and he is unlikely to recover. I have been sworn in as the acting president of the United States in this trying time. Dimitri felt his heart sink a little. The last U.S. president had been a major opponent of the United Front against the alien invaders. O'Donnell, on the other hand, was known to be a staunch isolationist, a religious populist, and an ancient dinosaur from the Cold War. With O'Donnell now at the helm of the Earth's leading superpower, Dmitri was now facing an additional layer of hurdles in order to achieve the goals of this meeting. Nonetheless, the Russian maintained a poker face. Regardless of how he felt about O'Donnell, the man was now the leader of the United States. Dmitri had to deal with him now, and Russia couldn't afford to be making enemies now. I also regret to inform you all that Mr. Addington will also not be attending this video conference. The acting president continued. With the recent destruction of London, he will be busy addressing his people. The Russian and Chinese nodded. Dmitri had known that the Prime Minister wouldn't be showing up, but the news remained disappointing. Of all the once mighty nations of Earth that had seats at the UN Security Council, only three continued to sit around the table. The meeting began shortly after, with each member presenting their report on the situation. Zhang started first. I believe that we could all use some good news in these difficult times. As such, I am pleased to report the brave soldiers of the Heroic People's Liberation Army have scored another great victory against the alien invasion at Wuhan. Scores of alien devils lie dead in the face of our army's valiant defense. Implacable smile betraying no signs of anxiety as he boasted of the might of his homeland. But Dmitri could tell from the graying hairs on the Chinaman's temple that he was stressed. 
As the chairman spoke, Dmitri decoded what hidden message behind his words. That the Chinese city of Wuhan had fallen, and the PLA had lost millions in futile human wave charges. O'Donnell spoke next, beginning similar boast while the American blight, reciting in a droning voice from the page laid out in front of him. In my time as the acting president, I have been informed by the chief of staff that the joint forces of the United States of America have succeeded in holding back the aliens in spite of the repeated aggression on American soil. A counterattack will be launched this winter so that we can drive the invaders from our homeland, so that we may act as an island of freedom and independence in the face of the galactic oppression and tyranny. Again, Dmitri managed to translate, the U.S. armed forces were barely holding on, and the Americans needed to pull troops out of Europe in order to save their own skins. It was the usual lies, the French, the British, the Germans, the Italians, all of them spouted the same lies, even as fewer and fewer members managed to make it to the Security Council meetings. And who was he to criticize, had he not been saying the same lines to Echo Chamber? I had the fact that the Russian Federation was on the verge of total collapse from his nominal allies. The floor was now his, and he began to prepare to read the script in front of him, that the Russian armed forces had won a decisive victory at Smolensk, when actually the city of Smolensk had been reduced to ashes. But he couldn't say it. He couldn't bring himself to say another word of lies to his fellow man. Now that humanity was a facing extinction in the face of a superior alien foe. He turned to look at the phoenix in the mural. What judgment would it cast upon him, upon his fellow man? Did they deserve the death and suffering now, because of all the lies that they had told each other all of these years? Were the alien invaders a form of divine intervention to break up the strained false peace that humanity had maintained all of these years? No, Dmitri couldn't lie no longer. He had to tell the truth. My friends, the Russian man said. His voice began to quiver for the first time in decades as he dropped his diplomatic mask. I would like to inform you that all of this entire meeting is a farce. Neither the Chinese nor the American counterpart showed any reaction, but the trained sixth sense of the general secretary told him that he now had their full attention. For the past few months, we have told each other that as well. That we have been winning victory after victory, even as our cities fall silent one by one. But I simply cannot lie anymore. Unlike the two of you who are leaders of the world's hegemony and the world's leading industrial superpower, respectively, I am a leader of a nation that was in decline even before the aliens came to devastate us. Mother Russia can no longer hold back the hordes of the cosmos. We are quite frankly doomed. This will be the last time that I will see you two in the living realm. So from here on out, I will speak my mind, truthfully, and without withholding any information. The general took out a separate dossier, one that was not from the script that he was meant to read out. A handful of it was his counterparts to read, as the American and Chinese heads of state skimmed through the documents. Dmitri explained soberly. 
You will see that there are details of contingency plans that the Russian Federation has made in case that we lose the war. Attempts to run the orbital blockade with faster-than-light ships and have tried to a new planet. Hypothetical superweapons that might turn the tide of the war. Deep underground bunker cities where our citizens may hide and thrive until they may one day throw back the invaders and retake our homeland. And of course, a total nuclear annihilation. As you can see, many of these plans are extremely ambitious, and for the past few months, we have tried to maintain an image of being part of the United Human Front against the aliens, as we tried to buy time for these projects. But all of these plans are simply unfeasible, with the limited resources of my home country. I ask you now, as a leader of a dying nation, let us set aside our differences and work together, as we should have done from the start. Dimitri sat back down as a silence filled the room. The American and Chinese representatives exchanged awkward glances amongst themselves as they looked through the classified Russian projects. Both nations had their own fair share of secret contingency plans, and from the way the ambassadors fidgeted, Dimitri could tell that their plans were going as smoothly as his own. After a few minutes of internal murmuring, the Chinese chairman spoke up first. We have an old proverb in China. Though it's old fool that moves the mountains, the old fool had two mountains to have obstructed his path. So he decided to chisel the mountain away stone by stone. When he was told that he would die before he was able to move the mountain, the old fool answered, I may not be able to move the mountain in my lifetime, but I will have children, and my children will have children. Though generations of hard work, we will one day move the mountain away. As usual, Zhang spoke with a smile, only this time it was not the inscrutable smile of polite oriental bureaucrat, but the wry smile of an overworked husband having to console his spouse over the death of their child. The war is lost, he finally admitted, but if we can find a way to secure the future of humankind, we may one day overcome any obstacles. The People's Republic of China will spare no expense for this monumental task, my friend. You have our support. Thank you, the Russian General Secretary said, sharing a grateful nod and understanding with the chairman. You two are godless communists. The American stood up in his seat, removing his glasses. His voice was gruff, his face was red, and his body shook in a torrent of barely concealed emotion. And I have been made president forty years ago. I would have given the order to blow both of your godforsaken dirt-pile countries back to Kingdom Karma. The American president gritted his teeth and clenched his fist. His face became so red that Dimitri felt like a man was about to pop like a microwave tomato. And yet, here we stand. I am standing president of God's own country amongst the world's last great nations as allies in a war of extermination. And we're losing it, damn it. The old man pounded his fist on the desk in a futile rage as he seethed through his teeth. And you want our support? We'll give it to you. We'll give you 110% of what we've got. But promise me this. We are pulling out all stops. We're going to go overstep every moral, ethical, religious boundary for all the sake our survival of our species. You boys and I are going down to hell, and the three of us are going to share bunk beds 
because the Lord himself cannot forgive us for all the evils we will be committing. And by Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, we are going to hurt those alien bastards for what they've done to us. Promise me this, and I will give you everything that I can give, and more. The Russian and the Chinese nodded in turn. It is agreed then, Zhang said. We may see each other in hell, so that humanity can live. Agreed, Dmitri acknowledged. May we see each other in hell. With that, the first and also the last genuine meeting of the UN Security Council took place. They spoke not as leaders of Russia, China, and the United States, but as fellow humans. In these final hours, the three most powerful humans agreed amidst alcohol, jokes, and folk songs that incomprehensible Chinese proverbs that they would find a way to save as much of humanity as possible, before detonating every single nuclear, biological, and chemical weapon on Earth. After a grueling yet heartfelt 24-hour session, the meeting finally adjourned, and the big three said their final farewells to one another. As he left, Dmitri Petrov locked up a mural one last time. He reminisced about the peaceful times before the aliens invaded, when the world's problems revolved around money and fossil fuels and climate change. He recalled the old war stories, the horrors depicted at the bottom of the mural and far worse horrors that he had seen since the invasion. Humanity would be the phoenix, a phoenix that would see the full cycle of life and death, spreading its wings to burn all it touched, going out in a final blaze of glory, and one day rise from the ashes. End of story if you wish to support the author or the channel, all the relevant links are down below. But the easiest way would be to share this like a plague to everyone and anything that you can think of. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good time, and I'll see you then. Cheers. P.S. If you are interested in more stories from HFY, then either at the top of the screen or in the description down below will be a link to the entire playlist. Cheers.